Welcome. You're listening to the Home Design Podcast. My name and host of today is Adam Case, and I'm the director of the Home Designer Remodeling Shows here in South Florida. And here at our podcast, we aim to educate, inspire, and connect South Florida with the industry authorities. And today, I have a very special guest that I'm excited to get into. So we'll be coming back soon. All right. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I'm excited to be sitting down with David Bange, the one and only of David Bange Roofing. <laughs> How you doing, David? So uh, thanks Good. for joining us today. Happy to be sitting down and more so than anything, really looking to, looking to dive into who you are, David Bange as the individual, but David Bange Roofing. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, roofer that's, you know, been in the industry my entire life, you know, grew up in a family business with my father, who's a roofer as well. So literally was born on a ladder. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, people. and obviously, I mean, from years of growing up mm-hmm. in roofing, being around it, having experience, seeing everything that's good and bad in the industry, seeing the evolution of construction. Um, but something that really stands out that I see from an outsider looking in just as far as how incredible you guys do and what you do to focus on building that team and foundation for your business. So I'd love to dive into that and get your perspective as far as what that team atmosphere really looks like for you. Yeah. So yeah, we, we focus a lot on the, the, the vibe and the energy and the environment of the employees. Cause we, we feel like if people have a great time at work, not only is it good for them health wise, but also it makes it to where they treat our customers better, which creates a better customer experience for them and makes me happier. I sleep really good at night knowing <laughs> that people are happy. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's that's the key to success, you know, because at the end of the day, um, you want to surround yourself with better people at different aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you guys have done an incredible job, but something that also stands out is you've done an amazing job as far as bringing women into your business, which you don't see that often in the construction world, yeah. um, especially in roofing. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, that's something that we've really focused on. I mean, I think that there's a big, you know, talent pool that nobody's really been able to tap into, you know, when it comes to women. It's such a big, you know, percentage of the population, no matter what. And then you take in technology that's been, you know, brought into our industry. You can start measuring roofs from satellite. You know, obviously Zoom with everything with COVID has kind of pressed us 10 years forward into that as well as, you know, drones. So so we can a lot of the times look at somebody's roof without even needing to go on it. That's incredible. You know? and, and just the advancement of doing that. But that allows people that might not be thinking roofing is for them. Maybe they have a height fear. I mean, yeah. Who knows what it is. But at the end of the day, the technology has allowed people to step into new career paths mm-hmm. and be open to even eventually getting up on the roof, but understanding the industry itself. So, you know, when it goes into recruiting women, men, doesn't matter. You know, what do you look for when you're looking to bring those, you know, the key players into your team? I mean, making sure somebody's hardworking, yeah. you know, is, is obviously the biggest thing. But, you know, you kind of, I mean, you. I guess I kind of trust my intuition. Right. You, you know? have to. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I get a feeling with certain people and I can tell if somebody's, you know, lying or not. I feel like I can. Maybe I, maybe I can't. Maybe <laughs> right. I'm completely off. I don't know. But I, I normally trust my gut a lot. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, building a team and obviously going through times like today, and I, I'm going to bring it up COVID, you know, we're all tired of talking about it, but especially talking about the construction world and the roofing world. And, you know, where do you see, like, how has it affected you as a business, the industry? Where do you see us being in the next year 
five years. I mean, a lot of people are staying home a lot, so a lot of people are working on their home. Right. You know, so that's obviously spiked things. A lot of people are moving here from other places. You know, insurance companies are, are forcing people to get new roofs as well because of, you know, hurricanes and stuff like that. So business has, has been very good. Um, you know, trying to get materials, that becomes a little bit more difficult. You know, that every everybody hears all the jokes and the memes about <laughs> lumber, you know, but it's even like shortages on, you know, foam, which is how we attach the tile. So right. we've had to get creative and try different methods that, you know, are available as well to attach the tile with the shortage of the foam. Okay. And just handling those situations as they come, because every day it's just a new thing, like tin caps all of a sudden are not available. Right. You know, and, and they don't really give us a warning. It's just all of a sudden it, the supply chain gets shut off. So we're constantly pivoting and figuring out ways to still help the consumer and not, you know, be affected by it as much. No, definitely. And even talking about, it's not just material, it's labor. You know, labor is, you know, at sh- yeah. shortages and, you know, getting the right people and, and back to work and everything. Yeah. You know, have you guys seen any type of impact with that? Yeah, I mean, people are coming back to work a lot more now. Right. Here in South Florida, it's not as big of an issue. Okay. I mean, I do think that certain industries are really going to get hurt and are already getting hurt. So there's, you know, even talking about women, you know, there's a lot of women in, let's say, the restaurant industry. Yeah. So now there's available people that weren't available prior that you can now with technology and because that industry getting hurt there's now a talent pool that we can tap into that they would have never made that connection prior absolutely think about getting into roofing right no that's a great point and talking about the industry as a whole when you're thinking about roofing as a whole as far as you know the day-to-day um what would you what would you like people to know about the roofing industry when the outsiders looking in, whether it's other trades or even just homeowners, you know, looking at the industry and what people should know about it. Um, do your research. Yeah. Do your research. Like we were talking about before, you know, people, people have a tendency to stretch the truth right, or lie or, or be deceptive. Yeah. And that's the thing because, you know, being a homeowner, you know, I'm going to put myself obviously in my own shoes. If you're looking for a roofer, um, you know, the industry, every industry has pros, cons, you know, nice stories, horror stories, you know, it's all, it all varies. But, you know, the thing is with the homeowners, most homeowners don't know what to ask when it comes to hiring a professional, you know, what does it take? Like what, what should we know or what questions should we know to ask when we're hiring a roofer? Yeah. I mean, the great thing, you know, like reviews. So the internet has been really good and also really bad. You know, there's companies that you know, we'll write bad reviews on somebody's page just because they're mad at them. But at the same time, you know, those things normally get funneled out. We focus a lot on reviews. We focus on, you know, helping our customers so much to where they want to give us a review, which automatically is, you know, reciprocating. Yeah. So for us, you know, definitely checking on your reviews. Um, we were talking about before the uh, sometimes companies will say they're in business for 35 years. I would say go check that. Let's go look at their SunBiz or their license number and let's see if it's been that current license number or that name has been active for 35 years. Because in a lot of cases, they'll say they've been in business for 35 years, but that's because they change names. Right. That's a great point. They shut down that company. All those homeowners don't have any warranties that are being taken care of. You know, I actually known people that I've met that company said they went out of business and I see that company the next day. Right. But they're just under a new license number with a new name that's slightly different. That's one of the reasons why my company is David Baines Roofing. Like, I can't fake that. Right. I can't do that again. (laughs) Right. 100%. And the fact that, you know, you put your name 
mm-hmm. attached to your business. And that says a lot about the business, how you run the business, mm-hmm. your care for the business, because, you know, you'll, you only have one name. I guess you can change it. But at the end of the day, yeah. you know, that's you. It's your integrity. Yeah. It's your business integrity. It's your family integrity. It's even so, my son's name. Yeah. So, so he has to live <laughs> with my decisions too. You know? there, it's, seriously? It's yeah. real. Yeah. No, and that's a great point because the average person would never think about just going online and checking like, if, oh, this person told me he's been doing this for 35 years. 40 years, 20 years, even five years, whatever the yeah. situation is, check out the license number because there's no lying about that. And, yeah. and, and if they have been in their business for 35 years and their license has only been five years old, ask them, call them out on it. Ask yeah. the question. They so, probably went bankrupt. Yeah. Well, and, and that's something, you know, it's something business is business. But at the end of the day, when you have someone protecting your home and uh-huh. your investment, most people's largest investment in their life, um, you want to know who's who you're doing business with. Yeah. So, you know, when looking at that, you know, so obviously we get to the point, we hire the professional, we're excited about who's going to be up on our roof, Um, you know, product selection, or even before the product, knowing whether or not it's a fix or a replace. Okay, yeah. So, so I use just for ease of math, ease of use round numbers, I always say, let's just say a roof costs 20,000. And down in here in South Florida, roofs are going to last 20 years. So I would always say, okay, if Roofs last 20 years and it's $20,000. That then means it's $1,000 per year. Right. So then you start making decisions. Okay, if I spend this much money, how many years is it going to save me? If it's not going to save me more than that ratio, then okay, maybe we should we should replace it. Let's say I need to repair my roof and it costs $2,000, but it's only going to buy me another year or two. Well, maybe, you know, mathematically, I should just might as well get a new roof, you know, but some people, you know, might not be able to at that point in time, but right. there are other options for financing you know, why green stuff like that is available. Definitely. And that, and that's a great thing. And, and I'm actually interested to, we'll get into that a little bit later, but um, as far as why green, but when it comes to, you know, you, you, okay, so you need a new roof, your roof's end of life made the decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are a lot of different products out there. There's mm-hmm. shingles, there's um, three-dimensional shingles, there's uh, tile, there's metal, there's, yeah. you know, how do you make that right product selection for your home? Yeah. I always say, look at the homes around you. You don't want to be the one person that has, or maybe you do, maybe you want to be the one person that has tile in a shingle neighborhood, but then you need to understand, you know, I don't think personally that your property value is going to be anymore. So if that's your decision, I, I may differ with that. I think that, you know, based on the neighborhood that they're, they're all going to be priced based on that type of roof, but maybe you want to just have a better looking profile or you want to have a different look as long as you're okay with that price difference, but don't make the decision thinking that you're going to get your money back out of it. It's going to be a personal decision. Right, right. And and are there other factors that go into that decision? Like, for example, like, um, is a shingle roof better than a, um, a tile roof or a metal roof if you're closer to the coast or yeah. further inland? or Yeah, the closer to the coast you are, you know, personally, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to metal roofs. Okay. Um, and they see metal roofs there. The, the issue becomes in order to get these manufacturer warranties, you have to go to aluminum, which skyrockets the price of the metal. So a lot of people may see that in, let's say, like the keys or something like that, and they want to see it. It's gotten really expensive, especially with the shortages of metal. Metal prices have gone insane. Okay. It really comes down to it. So, so metal right now, you know, isn't, in my opinion, the best option unless you're okay with paying that difference. I mean... They say the roofs last 40, 50 years, but personally, I mean, I've been a roofing my whole life. Everything down here lasts 20 to 25 years, whether right. it's metal, tile, shingle, 
it's pretty much going to last the same. Right. And the thing is, when you go into as far as the type of product and everything that someone chooses to install, um, it's not just the tile or the shingle or the metal. You know, what should homeowners know for the installation process and what goes underneath that? Yeah. So like for a tile roof, for example, the tile itself is not waterproof. It's the layer underneath. So a tile roof may look the same based on the tile being put on the roof, but it's not, it all depends on who installed that roof because the waterproof portion of that roof is what's underneath. Okay. So making sure that you, that that's being done right and not skimped on to think that looking at a roof next to the neighbor's roof is the same thing. It's not what's underneath is what really what matters, but you can't see that when you're looking at it. Right. And that's the thing. And, that, and that's a scary thing with any industry. I mean, you're hiring somebody that knows more than you and you're trusting them. So mm-hmm. building that trust, educating the, the, the homeowner or other industry professionals, it's so important. But what other with the other factor that's so important for all aspects of the home that mm-hmm. I've found more and more, you know, is obviously the maintenance. And when you get into, you know, you made a big investment, you, you re-roofed your home, um, put a beautiful shingle roof on your home, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. what goes into the maintenance aspect of, of keeping that, you know, that investment up to date? Yeah, I mean, number one thing I would say is, you know, especially with hurricanes and stuff like that is maybe take some pictures, fly a drone. So okay. where if the insurance company, let's say a hurricane hits and the insurance company says, well, how do we know that that roof was bad? you know, after the hurricane or prior to the hurricane, we don't know. They don't have any evidence. They can't have comparison and contrast to a photo that was done, let's say, a year and a half ago. A hurricane just hit. Well, look at my roof now. What changed a hurricane? You have a better chance of getting that roof bought by the insurance company. Right, right. And that's a big point because I would have never thought about that. And even just flying a drone, having a professional come, whatever it is, it's worth whatever it costs or individuals can do it today um, just with the accessibility of drones and yeah. just technology in general. But, um, but that's something I, w- I wouldn't have thought of. And that's a good point because in the insurance business is about litigation. It's about prolonging. It's about not having to pay. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you stay prepared, if you stay on top of every aspect of your home yeah. then you're in much better shape. Yeah. So as far as, you know, talking about, you know, all these different types of products and, um, whatever fits, whether it's aesthetically or the investment or whatever it may, whatever makes sense for that person. You mentioned going into hurricane season. Um, you know, we live here in South Florida. Storms come and go daily. Yep. But w- is there anything else that people can prepare their roof for? Look for signs, like even if they should be um, addressing certain areas of the roof before getting into hurricane season. Yep. Are, are there certain things that stand out that homeowners uh, should know? Yeah, yes and no. I mean... A lot of times I say, you know, let's let's make sure it leaks first before you go. Right. That you may have yeah. a problem. But also a lot of people, if you walk around the outside of your house and look at the fascia, the wood that's on the outside of the house and look behind it, if you see water stains streaking down on the inside of it, that could be a roof leak that you that's just not leaking inside of the home. It's not leaking inside of the block of the house. It's leaking in the overhang. We have a lot of houses here that are like um, stucco soffit. Okay. So the water ends up draining through there. The fascia may be bad and rotted, but you can't tell because the paint itself is holding it together. And a lot of times this leak can now become a huge leak by the time you find out about it because it leaks so bad that it finally goes inside the house. But you might have a two or a three foot overhang. Right. Walking around your house and seeing if there is a leak can, 
you know, substantially lower the cost of doing that repair because you're not making it bigger and bigger and bigger through years. Right, right. Preventing everything is that's yeah. key. And, and, you know, talking about all these different repairs, you've been in the business for as long as you have, but, you know, talk about financing it and why green, something that you mentioned a little bit ago, how has that changed your business, helped your business or like, what, what should people know about it? Because that's relatively new, you yeah. know, in the past what five years? Four? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of different people are 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 using Y-Green for multiple reasons. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of people that are doing it just because you know it doesn't go against their debt ratio. Right. So they're like, hey, we might as well lend out the money, especially with the fact that money. We were just having this conversation on on interest and all that kind of stuff. I mean, our money as it gets printed is going to be depreciated. So a loan that stretches out really far isn't as bad as people think because the depreciation of money alone is going to be, let's say 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be twice as much. So right. a gallon of milk is going to cost twice as much. So even if a loan gets bigger, it doesn't really matter because money's going to have less value then. Right. No, that's you a know? good point. That's a good point. And a lot of people don't think of it that way. Your uh, next title is going to be financial advisor. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, That's a hard business. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, you know, when, when looking at everything, you know, obviously you've given us some incredible tips and given us information as far as fixing versus replacing versus product selection and everything. Um, but are there other things that stand out to you when it comes to uh, whether it's re-roofing or even for the industry, because a lot of industry professionals, whether an architect, builder, interior designer, they take mm -hmm. over an entire project indoor and out. Um, you know, what information should you think that they should know um, that might be a void in the industry where, you know, the proper education isn't there or they're not thinking about different terms that you as a roofer would think about? I mean, making sure you, you document and, and keep looking at the roof yeah. is, is really the biggest thing you can do. I mean, the hard part with a roof is, visually looking at it, unless you see a stain or something like that, right. you don't know if you have a leak. It's hard. It's like looking at a refrigerator and guessing when it's going to fail. You don't really know, but you right. have an educated guess. Okay. These refrigerators last this long. So it's probably going to fail in this span. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that goes down, goes back to like everything that you're mentioning and what keeps coming back to me is like, you know, the attention to detail you know, trying to stay ahead of, ahead of things. But the reality is when it comes to homes, you can't stay ahead of everything. Yeah. But also your customer service, the care to detail, everything that you're doing internally as a business mm -hmm. really stands out. Um, is there anything that that you guys do day to day that might separate you from yeah. the next roofing company? Yeah, we're, we're really getting in with technology and CRMs and stuff like that, yeah. and integrations and trying to figure out ways to make the experience for the client as good as possible and make the work for the, the office as easy as possible yeah, with, with the least amount of work as possible. Hey, oh. So, oh no, sorry. So, uh, oh. <laughs> so talking, yes. talk, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we, that we try to do is we try to make it to where, um, you know, the left hand sometimes doesn't know what the right hand's doing. So we try to create technology that keeps the same person doing the same thing all the time yep. instead of breaking it up and, and having a huge staff. We're trying to, integrate technology properly, which also helps us grow smarter throughout the business and allows us to stretch and work almost virtually to where we can start training staff to do the same things from different locations, which helps a lot, especially now with COVID, you know, people can start working remotely and stuff like that, which taps into a whole nother segment of the population. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. And the thing is, when looking at all of this experience, you know, the way that you know, roofing the industry has evolved from you growing up, being around your dad's business to, you know, building your own business and growing and bringing in technology. Like you're a tech forward business, yeah. probably one of the few in the roofing industry um, that you'll see, you know, day to day. Yeah. 
But when you look at what you do and how you approach every every single customer um, in putting really that customer experience first, mm-hmm. um, you know, what would you say as far as whether it, I would I don't want to say failures, but you know, what made you make these decisions? Because every whether it's a mistake, an oversight, whatever it is in business, we can only learn from them. And it seems like you've done taken everything that you possibly could to further your business in every way you can from every lesson that you've learned. So yeah. I'm curious, like, what made you take these other steps? You know, when it major construction, there's so many things that can go wrong. I right. mean, just trying to deal with the building departments, which every single building department every city has a different rule on how they want to handle things. So trying to make things as seamless as possible to operate actually installing somebody's roof, especially in South Florida with our building codes, which are completely elaborate. I mean, it might take us a couple weeks with inspections right. in a perfect world to install a roof where in other states they do a roof in one day because they don't have to worry about inspections. In a lot of places they don't even have a building department. They don't have a license that they have to have. Right. You know, so it's just it's such a different industry and trying to, to streamline everything to make the experience better. So the homeowner doesn't have to deal with all the pain that we have to deal with, with, with all the different steps. In talking about the building code and the purpose of, um, of obviously inspections and getting permits and everything, Mm -hmm. a lot of homeowners actually look at it as a negative, but I challenge that because the point of, Permits. If if a roofer Look says, "Oh, we happened. can do it without a permit," yeah, I mean, Look what just happened in Miami? Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent collapsing. Yep, and th- and that's the thing. It's like doing, um, I guess, going beyond a point of saying, "Oh, maybe I'll save a few bucks by not doing a permit or not having an inspector." Really, the purpose of the permit is to keep the building industry honest. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you tell us about that? Because that's a huge thing today, talk mm-hmm. especially talking about like the building collapse, but just business in general. A lot of people don't realize that they're personally liable to make that decision. So if they make the wrong decision and they go with a company and they don't have licensing or they don't pull a permit or something like that and somebody gets hurt at their house, they're personally liable for that as a homeowner. So, you know. That's a good point, yeah. Definitely not go with somebody. It'll go against your homeowner's insurance or you personally, if it, if it exceeds your homeowner's insurance, now you personally can be sued. So safe to say, one of the most important questions to ask is asking for their insurance. Yeah. License, and license insurance. insurance. All right. That's a good point because a lot of people don't understand why that's so important. Yeah. It's against the law for somebody without a license to advertise. Right. So it's safe to say if they're advertising, if they marketed to you and you called them and you're checking their reviews and they have a presence online, they, right. they should have a license, but yeah. And plus on their contract, they're required by law to put their license number on it. So right. you That's, can pretty easily know if somebody's got a license, if they're lying about that, I mean, you can only do so much due diligence. Right. Exactly. You know, at that point in time, they're going to get, they're going to get caught. But why is it what's important? Because again, oh. what you said about, you know, if you try to cut corners, avoid the permits or whatever, the point of that is to keep them honest. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. keep them honest. Yeah, the building department is is definitely not the, the consumer's friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're there for the consumer. Yeah. They're not there to protect the contractor. In all reality, if you read any type of codes or licensing that it comes down to, us as the contractor, we lose all of our rights. We don't have a right, right in anything. Anybody can do whatever they want to us, and that's okay. And, and I'm fine with that because I don't do things incorrectly, so right. I'm not going to create that environment for a homeowner to want to take advantage of me. 
but it's made to protect the consumer at all times. That's incredible. That's that's a very valuable point. And all right, so we've talked about a lot today. You know, obviously everything from the construction process to what you're doing internally, how you're building the business, how you're revolutionizing what a roofing company really is today. But you know, what do you want to leave us with today? I mean, what are the top things that we really should take away from this? I mean, one big thing is, um, you know, documenting your roof just in case a hurricane happens. At least take pictures from the ground. If not, fly a drone. You might even be able to fly the whole neighborhood. And maybe a neighbor has a drone. You guys yeah. can all document each other's roofs. Um, also, when you're hiring somebody, check their reviews. Make sure that their reviews are good. Make sure they don't have fake reviews. And then also make sure, you know, you do some research on the person that has the business, do some research on the license number, the insurance, all that kind of stuff. Make sure that what they're selling you is true as well as, you know, read the fine print. You know, like, like I always say, if you want to hide something really good, hide it in a big book. If somebody's got a lot of fine print, that should be a red flag. That's a great point because that's what a lot of people don't realize because, you know, at the end of the day, the contract is meant to, protect the the business owner yep um so definitely read the fine print that's a huge takeaway appreciate you sharing that but i can't thank you enough for coming in here today talking with us uh, being a part of the home design podcast and you know for everybody um check check you guys out on your website davidbangeroofing.com yep. social media davidbangeroofing yep anything else that's it I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No, I really appreciate it. And for everybody, always uh, check out our website, homeshows.net. You can always follow us at home at FL Home Shows. And until next time, we are here and focused on bringing the top individuals, professionals, and the authority of the trade within the design industry right here in South Florida. So, David, thank you for being part of this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks.